and welcome to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. I'm Anna. And And I was actually really looking forward this week to having just a race to talk about. Just like driver funny things. Just like, I don't know, uh, Jack Wolf being adorable at the racetrack so cute. <laughs> things like that like i would really rather talk about those things but instead yes. there was some stuff going down at the austrian grand prix other than the racing and here we are again <laughs> you know <laughs> here we are again exactly um just a lot of really terrible, awful, disgusting yeah. shit, yeah. really. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't heard, if you haven't, um, I mean, I guess I, um, I guess I was going to say, you know, some, some credit to be given to um, all the media around F1, you know, I have been covering it. Like, I've seen the story everywhere. You guys probably have, too. And if you haven't. Um, There were many, many reports um, from the Grand Prix in Austria of people experiencing misogynistic, uh, racist, homophobic remarks, people getting, women getting groped, um, getting, you know, sexually harassed in other ways, catcalled, all kinds of really disgusting stuff. The one, for me, the one that was really heartbreaking, one of the ones I read, there were so many, there's a bunch, and I'll link to a lot of stuff if you guys want to look at it. and some you know stories on it but the one that for me was really heartbreaking was there was a person who was i gather they were black and they were with um i don't know if they were with other people too but like their son or daughter was there with them and it was their first grand prix and there was racist stuff going on in their grandstand and i just can't imagine going with you know a child and like and just being yeah having to you know being subjected to that it just sounds awful I mean all of it sounds awful I just you know I guess I like identified with that as a parent of being like you know kind of like it's bad enough when things happen to you but when you have children and then things happen around them or in front of them or things that are just like those horrible things that you don't want to have to expose them to ideally it's just um it's just really difficult for the parent you know on a level that's different than even when it just happens to you uh, but they, yeah. uh, it was all, it, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was everything from, you know, it was just generally people saying that it was an unsafe yeah. environment. People not feeling comfortable enough to use the bathroom by themselves, you know, have, you know, hearing and seeing racist things in the grandstand, you know, yeah, et cetera. It's, you know. Uh, F1 issued their standard statement (laughs) and there were other people that I think also said things although I'm not even really sure I haven't actually checked if any of the drivers said anything other than Lewis in terms of like on their social media or things like that I mean they were all drivers were asked about it in the press conferences and things like that so when you're directly asked about something I don't count that as any kind of uh, you know big kudos to anybody if you've said something something then and even then you know they say things that are just like very basic like well no one should do that well obviously <laughs> like, right like oh no yeah. don't do that yeah, stop. stop come on please you know they're just the comments yeah. are usually lacking any kind of teeth any kind of you know really a sense of that that this is um you know really disturbing to hear about and really distressing and you know, it just you just get the sense that um, people are like, yeah, a it's little bit, sure. you know, I mean, like or where it's like, oh, I know I'm supposed to say this is bad. And I'm sure they do think it's bad. Like, I'm not saying they don't actually believe that, but it's just sort of academic for them. You know, I feel like, you know, it's just yes. sort of there's no bans. There's no. It's not personal to a lot of them. And, you know, of course, the reason it's not personal to a lot of them is because they're the typical uh, type of person that motorsport is geared towards a white man 
a straight white man. Um, and and so it just probably doesn't hit the same way. I think but but, but I think that people yes. have to and I would say this to anyone else too who's a, a white male fan of the sport or other sports or other things where you're in spaces that um, that you know are male centric or you know that can be difficult spaces for women of color uh, or I mean women people of color etc um, you know it's like you have to try to exercise your empathy at a level where you can actually like you know you're making personal progress I feel like if you're actually if you get um, quite upset when you hear about these types of things you know that you don't just go oh that's too bad anyway <laughs> you know yeah also I would encourage you not to do what our favorite motorsport host did um yeah lewis had said something i think on instagram i believe he had made a statement and he had basically said you know people need to say things you know people oh this was are you talking about this and to stand up to it and so that was actually like a um back in 2020 i think uh when he, oh there was a more no recent, no no this was uh, just this comment week. from our favorite this was just okay we're obviously talking about will buck yes and, um that goes without saying yes yeah. no, oh no he's done week. it again has and he done the he exact had, same thing again he retweeted it yeah. or something and was like you know we're not all like oh, that no, we, you know, no, i've known you for three and a no. half year or you know nine no. and a half years or whatever it is and i've always stood up for <sighs> you like you know, we're here, we're here, like basically making it about himself, which he yeah. always does. So don't do that. It's not about you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to don't, be about and, you. And, I'm, um, and if you get defensive when somebody says like, hey, you as allies aren't doing enough, then that's a problem. You need to think about that. Why are you, why mm-hmm. are you feeling defensive? Yeah. Yeah. On that topic, we actually got, I just want to, yeah. And again, it's not about you. We got actually a really nice email from a listener um, named Steven, um, who's actually in, um, he's in Osaka, Japan, which I think is so cool. We have a listener in oh, Japan. Awesome. I love it. I, I'm sure there's listeners in other. Is he, is he huh? deployed Oh, I'm there? not sure. But, um, but, uh, but anyway, he sent us this very, um, nice email and actually he started off with a very funny joke that I'm going to tell you, uh, El, what do you call four white guys with opinions and microphones? A podcast. <laughs> a podcast joe rogan yeah, that's what i call right. it <laughs> <Or> <laughs> high value men the number of guys varies but yeah it's uh um uh, it's often like that yeah and so um so he said that our two voices have been a refreshing breath of fresh air in this space which was really sweet and he also and he commented about the oh, fact that you. he was extremely upset about the things that had gone on this past weekend and um you know and he didn't say anything about well i'm not like that he didn't say i'm so surprised this is so disappointing like when people sometimes when people i think i know people mean well but when people act surprised about this sort of thing it it kind of signals that you think that this was not a problem so why would you be surprised otherwise do you know what i mean no one Right, or yeah, you haven't like, been why paying would attention. You be surprised? I think what people mean to say when they say that is that they're disappointed, that they're, you know, the, they... Don't say you're surprised, though, because that, that really sends the wrong message. It's a very, it's kind of like, you know, it borders a bit on gaslighting, like, you know, wow, how can this be happening? You know, like where it... it well, I, you know, I've never seen right, him be racist. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're white. You know, or it's people you know shocker yeah and i mean even in the i i was waiting to see if they'd mention it on any of the after it blew up on again on social media i have to say i guess the one positive about all this is that um i definitely don't think i'm not sure maybe there are some other sports where the same type of thing can happen but maybe because f1 is still small compared to you know a lot of other global sports especially um, like soccer or other things or or even, you know, big sports in certain countries that it's, it's fairly niche still, even though it's growing. But like the, there is the, like the fan community on social media and just in general, you know, like people who are create, making content or even if they're just, you know, posting tweets or Instagram or whatever, do seem to have quite a bit of influence in a sense, you know, that this wouldn't have become a story 
unless people didn't raise that, you know, there was um, the one, um, the um, woman, uh, Mel, I think is her name, like she collected a bunch of the tweets and that was really helpful. Yes, because that painted, Yeah, that so painted a picture that, that wasn't just like, you know, somebody might see one or two comments from someone and might think these are isolated incidents. But she um, really brought it into focus by collecting a bunch of these tweets and and then, you know, and then it, it got a lot of tra- and then it started getting traction. And, and the only reason things like that get traction now, though, is because we have people in the space uh, who have a voice, who are women, are people of color, are queer people, are, you know, et cetera, disabled people, um, whatever the case may be, that are using their voices to say, like, hey, this is not because, like, we all know that this stuff has been going on for probably forever. In fact, our, um, oh, yeah, certainly, I mean, for you forever. know, people do. And I think that that's another thing, uh, like, uh, our uh, friend Elizabeth Blackstock at Jalopnik. She wrote a piece actually about this because she uh, um, is awesome and considers it important to cover things like this, obviously. And as a young woman working in motorsport journalism, obviously, she's seen and experienced a lot of these things. And so she actually went into that in her piece, which I'll link. You guys can check it out, uh, where she went to also the Austrian Grand Prix, the same Grand Prix back in, I think, 2015, something like that. Um, and also had a yes, it sounds 2015. Like just terrifying, honestly like with the you know just a, a, an unsafe yeah, experience yeah being constantly propositioned being you know catcalled being you know uh a lot of men watch they were also camping like a lot of people camp you right. know and that's uh that seems to be and, and also too it, it's important to point out that she was in austria she yeah. doesn't speak german <laughs> yeah you know, so there's yeah. a language barrier. So, um, yeah, she, she she mentioned that she was like the stuff that I know was vile or people propositioning me at least was in English, and there was probably more that I just didn't understand. So yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. and so I think that's the other thing that I wanted to mention that I think is particularly important to to talk about that a lot of people seem to have a hard time talking about is that people want to blame this on a lot of different things. People want to blame this on lack of security, on alcohol, on, um, you know, these people are stupid. Who are these types of, these are like, you know, these, who are these, you know, Neanderthals? They're, they're just obviously not smart and they're, or, or it's these old men, you know, get, get with the program. It's 2022. It's, it's. not that they're not smart it's right. that they don't care and uh, or or that people i mean i've even heard people a lot of people unfortunately again it often gets to people like newer fans they're like these people you know people who just became fans like last year or something like that or, or um uh you know as tempting as it is to and i do think that max's fan base is uh largely implicated in this of course as tempting as even that is even that is a bit of a like get out of jail free card for racism you know homophobia sexism etc yeah it's not it well i see i'm seeing a lot of scapegoating of dutch fans and it's not just dutch fans these problems existed in specifically in this race in austria before max Verstappen even walked onto the scene okay so it's not just dutch fans it's clearly a larger yeah, problem. I think what a lot of people um, are not realizing is that, you know, you have to like I've, I've heard now even people who I, you know, really respect and value their opinions talking about this over the past week um, or I mean over the weekend, I guess, um, that that are saying things like, oh, this is what happens when the sport becomes bigger. And now there's all these, you know, people that like don't know how to behave or this is, you know, again, this is a problem because uh, these you know, it's older men or what? I, I'm sorry. I, I've seen the. I watched the Grand Prix. I saw a lot of the crowd shots. They're they're not all old men. In fact, a lot of them are pretty young. Um, yeah, are young. Actually, all all you can read about in the U.S. is about how F1 is dominating in the 20 to yeah. 30 year old market. Um, and you know, I, I just I think it's really really important that people understand that when you blame it on all these other factors alcohol security needs to be better i mean first of all you know you got yes and right because like maybe we can we can absolutely can and should make improvements in those areas for example i would love and this is something that um you know our listener steven actually asked us he said he was uh, curious what we would you know if we were 
uh, trying to tackle this issue, you know, getting if we're always putting ourselves uh, in, in imaginarily in charge of uh, F1 or the FIA or wherever else, you know, how would we tackle this? I mean, obviously, there's lots. Of, this is a huge problem. This is not just, um, again, this kind of behavior is a symptom. It's a symptom of a larger problem. You can try to, when you have a disease, you can treat the symptom and it will help the patient. But if you don't treat the underlying disease, you're ultimately not helping the patient. You know, you're long term. You're not going to. Correct. For the time being, you might, you know, you might help them short term. But long term, you've not solved the problem. And so this is what this is. So, yes, we can do. Maybe they need to. I don't know with the alcohol sales. I mean, I'm I got to say, I'm not crazy about that whole line in general, because I, El, you and I have both been to plenty of sporting events in the U.S., for example, um, not racing events, but lots of other sporting events where people are drinking heavily. Uh, you know, the event is however long and people are drinking and I, it, you know, yeah, sometimes I, people okay. get rowdy or there's things. And of course, it's not to say that things don't happen at uh, American sporting events, you know, that can be where somebody gets, you know, uh, improperly touched or harassed or things. I'm sure I'm sure those things do happen. But it's like I've personally not experienced it, which is, again, not to say it doesn't happen. But I just don't feel like the, you know. The alcohol. I mean, they do stop selling at some point, so though, don't they? I, I think like- that there, there are two thing. There are two things here, right? The first is that it is actually very common in Europe for alcohol to be banned at sporting events. Like, you can't go to like a, a La Liga game, for example. Like, if you're going to go see Barcelona FC, they only sell mm-hmm. alcohol-free beer. They don't sell alcohol in the stadium. Second, I think that part of part of this problem is that in the United States, we have to drive everywhere. So people do not. not <laughs> yeah, you're right. That, that's probably part of I it. I have seen plenty of drunk people, drunk people at events, but I don't think that there's the overconsumption to the level that you see in a place like Europe where you can take public transportation yeah. or you can walk. Like you can't, you cannot do that here in the U.S. For the most part. I mean, I, that would be, be fun. Unless I would you live really that. close to the, um, but yeah, but it's like, I just feel like there's just a different. But, I mean, in the majority of stadiums in the U.S. aren't right, in New York City. Right, where but you it's could just do here. Like there's that. just like a different and, atmosphere. Like even in, I'm trying to like even in our city, we've talked about our two baseball teams, the Cubs and the White Sox, and it's actually very funny how now we're both White Sox fans. So actually, that's something that a lot of people will say about the team on the north side, the Cubs, who are like, oh, that it's like people joke that it's the biggest bar in Chicago is Wrigley Field, where the Cubs play. True. But, you know, I've been to plenty of games there, and I, I have never felt unsafe. I don't know. I'm sure there, you know, people, when there's drinking yeah. involved, people can sometimes, you know, I mean, things do, uh, of course, happen. But this, this, this seems to be a systemic problem with uh, this race and, and probably others. And that's the other thing that I think people need to understand is that, you know, the people are who are acting like this is some kind of new phenomenon, whether they mean to or not. Sometimes, you know, people are well-meaning when they're saying that, oh, like, we didn't used to, you know, have this or something, and now there's, you know, people acting this way. Well, you probably just didn't hear about it before. You didn't have social media. You just didn't notice it. You didn't have social media. You didn't have, you know, people weren't posting on Twitter about some guy lifting up their dress at the race. Instead, they just suffered through it. They may have told their friend or something like that, and that's it. You wouldn't have heard about it a broad audience of people a large number of people wouldn't have heard about it but that's that's what's important to understand is these things happen all the time it's not you know this isn't new yes yeah right well you know i will say though i think uh there are definitely some issues at nascar races (laughs) here in the u.s how was that you remember how you talked shouldn't be that surprising uh i assume how did that did I did, that feel yes. like an unsafe environment at all or I know you were with a group of people, so maybe well, you didn't feel unsafe anyway, but um how did it feel to you? I mean there were a well, lot yeah, of Confederate flags. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. And that's not great. I don't no. I don't want to be around that. Um so I could imagine that would be feeling very unsafe. Well, I, yeah, I would black. I would definitely, yeah. Um I don't personally feel safe around stuff like that because I know that these those people who support that are mm-hmm. not people I want to be around. There's a very good chance they're not crazy um, about the women folk either. <laughs> yeah, or, or no, very else. good chance. Yeah. So, you know, I was with a group of people from, mm-hmm. you know, that I went to school with. So it was guys and gals. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of people drinking and watching Cars. Yeah, which... So... Which is what... (laughs) But the problem is, is that, that NASCAR events are in a rural area. You can only access them by cars, so... Again, yeah. it goes back to the yeah. driving thing. I mean, I, I don't think it's just that. I mean, that's just, I it's just one factor. I don't know what it is. You know what it is? You know what I think it is partially? I have to say, I, We're just more racially um, aware in the know, United States? I mean, I, I feel like... Because I, I think I that's like, part of it. I mean, I guess. Even though, like... I mean, I mean, a lot of Europeans don't want to admit yeah, that they true. have a race that's problem. True. Or, I'm sorry, that's not the a right racism term. Like problem. A racism yeah, problem. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, no, that's right. They think they're, like, beyond um, it. Not race they problem. Racism problem. Like, I mean, so oh, do yeah, a lot of Americans, but at least people here are aware. Even the types of people who believe that there isn't racism here, that doesn't exist, is not a thing, are aware that there's all these other people that do think it's a thing and that there are certain things they shouldn't say or do. You know, even the people who are themselves yes. racist, you know what I mean? Like, are, are, are kind of like, I, I oh, can yeah. only really talk about this with my other racist friends. You know, I can't be like out there at a football game being like, you know, hey, N-word or anything like that. Like, people just know they can't do that. Um, so, Well, it's not it's not even that, really. It's I think that a lot of Europeans are just yeah, truly not I self-aware. So like, they don't believe that I they have a racism so problem. And I'm like, where do you mm-hmm. think, where do you think people in the United States got that from. Colonization yeah. was kind of your thing. That was all you. You and were I literally think that from in France. a lot of these countries that like <laughs> right. what's not connecting And here? I think that in a lot of these countries like Austria, like uh Holland, you know, other countries that are very, you know, they're very homogenous racially. It's not that there aren't people of color there or or people from other, you know, but mm-hmm. they're um they're extremely homogenous and that and even you know even in the uk uh the uk we think of the uk Not as being diverse though. like there are there's a yeah lot of there's a lot of uh Europe. there's a lot of diversity in some parts but it's like it's like uh you know no but in places like the netherlands there's a lot of diversity in france there's a lot of diversity it's that they choose you know they they choose to have more of like an a or their culture is more into assimilation versus yeah. multiculturalism you know in the united states we not always this is not a, you know, <laughs> no. I'm not trying to generalize here, but, you know, we, we tend to promote multiculturalism, you know, we, we promote diversity, you can go and it, it it's, we view it yeah. as a, a good thing, whereas, you know, that's part of being American is like, for some Americans, having this obviously there's, there's the it's, whole bunch of others who are, yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> exactly, yes, but yeah, um, but, you know, like in France, for example, to be French is to be French. There's, you know, there's only one way to be French. <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah. So, so I just, I, I think, so getting back to what, um, you know, our listener Stephen asked and what are some things that, you know, would like to see. I mean, I would like to see there being a, unfortunately, I have a lot of experience talking about this. Um, and in fact, our listener Stephen, who emailed us, uh, mentioned that he's um, in a lot of gaming spaces, which are also very white male centric spaces and which also are hotbeds of often misogyny and racism and all sorts of things. I mean, if anyone um, didn't know about Gamergate when that was going on, you can look it up. I'll, I could put a link for you. I mean, I had mm-hmm. a front row seat to that back then. I was actually bit involved in the industry I was actually doing a podcast about games back then and uh, I saw just horrible things Uh, I wasn't luckily the victim of any of it but um, but I knew people that you know had to like uh, leave their homes who were threatened who had to leave their jobs who anyway um, so uh, you know what I mean is I have a lot of experience unfortunately talking and thinking about these kinds of things because this is another uh, white male centric space and one of the things that you know i would love to see is for events if you go you buy a ticket you uh would there would be some sort of code of conduct that would be as part of that ticket purchase process and you would you know somewhere indicate somewhere during the process indicating that if you're buying this ticket you're to you're promising to abide by this code of conduct and then it would clearly be spelled out i can't believe they don't have that already i can because you know <laughs> it's f1 well, no, I would feel like they would have to. Like, that's a lot of liability on F1 yeah. if they don't have that. Like, if they don't have that, I want to know who their in-house attorneys are because uh, you're not doing yeah. your job. <laughs> it's a lot. But is it really? Because, like, you know, people would – yes, I understand someone could sue them for something that happens at a um, – Oh, But, you know, yes. a lot of the time people don't even report these things and don't, you know, they – 
No, no but I mean, as as right. somebody who works in the legal industry, you do not want to take on any unnecessary risk that you do not need yeah. to incur. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, like I'm sure there's, a, I don't know, because we've never bought, you know, never been uh, fortunate enough to yet buy yeah, any never, tickets yeah. for any F1 race anywhere. But I got to believe there's, uh, or, or if there isn't, that there's probably some kind of, a, you know, yeah, you're pretty safe as a spectator these days. But like, uh, there's probably something that talks about that, you know, they're not liable for any, um, any injury yes. or anything you sustain. Uh, anything like that you know some some of these crashes you do see and it's like yeah there's no one's hurt but it's like very close sometimes in terms of the you know and there's uh, debris sometimes that just right well a good example is this let's say you're on a grandstand it breaks you break your leg yeah they wouldn't be that would be an example of you can't hold f1 liable for yeah or the venue liable. um so I, I mean i would love to see something like that i would love there for there to be a clear idea like so if somebody goes to a race uh and they experience something like all the things that people experienced this weekend uh and i'm sure has happened to other races although it does seem to be this very problematic uh grand prix this one and probably some others too i wouldn't be surprised um that people would have a clear idea of what to do who to go to who to report it to they would have a clear understanding that like you know, if they can point out the person that they they're going to be ejected, you know, um, Sebastian Vettel after the weekend said he thinks that people like that should get a lifetime ban from any F1 race. He said, "Yes, they I'm should." Like, cool, yeah, sounds good. Just watch it on TV at home. Absolutely. Don't make anyone's life miserable. Works for me. Well, if you're not going to act like a not even an upstanding citizen, if you're not going to act like a, a yeah. just a human being out in public, then you do not deserve or belong. You don't have the right. The privilege to come to yeah an event and again like we've said this so many times it it is it is a culture change that has to happen in motorsport it is you know it's something that uh that again women have experienced this so many times when being in um majority male spaces or there's even little things like i heard from people um who went to uh, the Silverstone uh, Grand Prix, um, not about things like this, but something I heard a lot about, for example, was that there were not as many women's toilets as men's toilets. Yes. Uh, a lot fewer of them. It's insane. Which is insane. <laughs> because like 50% of the fan base it's is women. It's insane. It's not just all men Even if it's this. still the case that there's more, I don't know what the numbers are, like for example, for, for Silverstone in, in 2022, you know, even if it's not 50-50, um, you know, as anyone knows, a lot of the time women may need more time in the bathroom or there's things that, you know, a woman could, uh, whether even if you don't have your period, it could take you longer. You know, if you have it's your, a slower process, period, whatever it's a, yeah, we just, just, it just might take longer. So, I mean, I've been frustrated by this at lots of events in the past, too, of course, you know, where it's like there's this huge line uh, for the ladies room and that there's uh, and here's another bright idea for you, F1. You actually don't have to label them as men's and women's bathrooms. That's another thing. I know that's like advanced for you guys who are still trying to figure out, like, why are women here? <laughs> I okay here's here's my pushback on that though is that like we know that it's generally kind of unsafe for women so I think that they should have yeah I think that if there were for any women yeah, yeah, identifying yeah, yeah. yeah I think person. that it's uh you could have you could still have some kind of a concept of that without necessarily even saying you know like I've seen um I've seen bathrooms in I think somewhere in Canada I saw someone post a picture once where they show you what's in the bathroom instead of having the little man or woman like has a picture of a urinal yeah that's another a one idea. has a you know so somebody who has that equipment would perhaps want to go to that bathroom and somebody who doesn't would probably choose the other one but um so um so things like that i mean there's all kinds of uh stuff like that but i mean even that's such a small thing but it's like you know you're you're just sending the message that you're not expecting us (laughs) and or in great numbers and it's very off-putting it's just so disappointing like i I got to believe that there are people now who are uh, who, you know, having heard about all the things that went on that are probably very nervous about attending a race. Oh, my God. I would never go to Austin. I mean, definitely not there now. After all, it's like, forget about it. Like, you couldn't pay me enough money. No, thanks. 
because I, I mean, personally, me, and this is the, the attitude I would like to see from everybody, is that even if it's not something that affects you personally, like we can relate to the experience of being a woman in a public space. Obviously, we can't relate to the experience of being a person of color. We can't relate to uh, other experiences that don't for, for us. But, but, you know, I know I speak for both of us when I say that uh, while we can't quite rise to the level of knowing what it feels like personally, we get just as upset and very distressed like you were like you were saying like when you went to the nascar race and there's all the confederate flags technically that's not aimed at you but it was very upsetting to you also and and so this is the energy we need from everybody this kind of energy of like this is not just that this is unacceptable this is not okay like that goes without saying you know but what what are we going to do about it how are we going to how are we we going to change the culture Exactly. Just saying it's unacceptable yeah. is not doing anything, and we need to make it And I mean, I just like to quickly mention, again, you know, from our, our awesome listener, Stephen, uh, from Japan, who, you know, one of the things that he uh, mentioned that I think is a good reminder to other men out there when you're at events or at things, you know, is, and I, I, I think uh, I've heard this people ta- other people talking about it this weekend, that... Um, you know, like he, like Stephen said, he knows that it's his responsibility uh, as a man in, in these situations to be like to to make it a safe space for others, for women, for people of color, etc. That that he has an active role to play in that, and this is something that people need to understand. Like you're, if you went to uh, Austria or anywhere else, and there was weird horrible uh abusive shit going on around you you didn't perpetrate any of it good for you what did you do to stand up for people who were being victimized what did you do to say to if there's somebody and and this this goes all the way down to your personal lives when somebody makes a racist joke or a misogynistic joke or things like that that's where you can start to be an ally in even those situations when there's no one around, there's no women around, there's no black people around. It's just you and your friends. Start there. And then when you're at an event too, start there. If there's somebody who's, you know, treating somebody how they shouldn't be treated, say something. You are in a position of privilege to say something because you probably are feeling a lot safer in that situation than the person who, you know, yeah, some other guy could like take a swing at you or something like that. But other than that, you're probably feeling a lot safer than a woman who's trying to walk to the bathroom or, you know, whoever else, like, say something. Please say something in these situations if you're there. And then when you're not there, if you're commenting on this, if you're talking about this, don't say that it's like I heard Crofty was like, the vast majority of fans, I'm sure, were like, you know, uh, behaving properly and having good time. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that thing where it's like, it's just yeah, a few let me, bad apples. Let me remind all of you. Yeah, let me remind all of you what that actual phrase is. It's that a few bad apples spoils the whole bunch. You have to have both parts Seriously. of that phrase. It's not just the first part. It's a very good point. <laughs> let me just remind everybody it is a few bad apples spoils mm-hmm. the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, to have both parts be- of the phrase. Even if you truly believe that it's a few bad apples, which it's sort of not because... Well, yeah, you spoiled the whole, spoil bunch, the whole bunch, so... That's bad. You don't want the whole bunch spoiled, okay? So... Yeah, this is why we cannot have uh, nice things, people. Remember it's that. Just, it's, it's just very frustrating. It's, it's just like when you were kids and you had some kids in your classroom who were screwing around mm-hmm. and then they screwed it up for everybody else. Oh, totally. Else. It's just I've like been that. In, I even Life remember, like, classes like so, that. So, <laughs> just because... Yeah. So, like, don't... It's it's the exact same, not the exact same thing, but it's a very similar situation and you need to hold people accountable. That being said, even though I named people talking about a certain fan base as being largely to blame as being sort of a, you know, way to dismiss that this is a larger problem. That being said, the behavior by the people that, for example, like burned the Mercedes cap. um, That was not, that was not um, okay. Just like people who do that, think about what that yeah. says. Think I mean, I, I did. I like I, I tweeted about it and I was, you know, really uh, because I, I've and I didn't just come up with this on my own. Uh, I, I have seen uh, black fans talk about the fact that this is something that is, you know, reminiscent of like a KKK type situation who used to like burn crosses on people's lawns. Yes, that's a, you exactly know, and people had like T-shirts that said like 33 fuck Hamilton. Also, you know, this is not just uh, fan rivalry. 
it's it's much more personal for a lot of people. I mean, that that's obvious. If if the last couple of weeks haven't exactly. made that clear for you, then I don't know what will. If here, I want to just challenge anybody who's listening to our podcast who doesn't like Lewis Hamilton. And if you can't give me an exact reason why you don't like him, maybe think about yeah. it a little bit harder. If it's not, I just don't like his racecraft or, um, you know, he personally, I don't have an opinion about him, but I just don't like Mercedes cars. Totally acceptable. But if you're just like, mm, I just, I just, I just hate him or I just don't like him and you can't give me a specific reason, think about it. Think a little bit harder. Think a little bit more critically about it. I think you'll come to the conclusion yeah, that we're all and, seeing. And it's, you know, it's just, um, I have to say that I feel like that uh, on, on the one hand, the media, you know, they covered it, whatever they, but it's, but I was reminded again of like the things that we rail about all the time on here, even though this is still a fairly young podcast, <laughs> we've already been complaining a lot about, you know, how poor of a job uh the media does covering you know uh, more important issues in motorsport other than who's got a new floor and whatever those are all important too but we have these larger issues unfortunately again maybe once everything is uh, i hope someday we can get to a place where this is uh not the norm and would really be then you could really do your i'm surprised and shocked face instead of doing it now when this is definitely the norm uh, and the way people behave and, and the things they say. Um, but if we can get to that beautiful future someday, then, then you can be surprised. And then you can say that it was just a few bad apples, you know, whatever. But we aren't there yet. And so, and when the media, uh, you know, promotes this narrative of that it's, oh, it's just a few, you know, this these people aren't representative of all Formula One fans or all, you know, of course, not representative of all Formula One fans. But again, don't do the Will Buxton thing. Don't do the, you know, well, I'm I'm not like that, you know, or the people I know aren't like that or the you know, I, I mean, again, there's the people. It's not it's about, not about you. you. And then it's I again, it's not about you. Stop making yeah. it about you. Like, don't don't. Right. It's an it's a problem of ego that people feel uncomfortable when they hear about their group, whatever it is, uh, whether it's men. What, you yes, know, it's yeah. People feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. And it, it should, should be. be. You it have to be, have yeah. this uncomfortable but I, conversations. Like, I get it. Yeah. I do understand why it happens. I've been there like as a white person, as a person who has other types of privileges. I've been in that place where when people other people are talking about you know uh, white people or white women or this or that you feel like that it's it's a discomfort and you feel like well you know but that's not me I'm not like that and, and you want to say that just don't because what is <laughs> just, yeah, yep just don't just don't and, I mean you know real bonus <laughs> not real productive bonus point someday if you can even not think it you know because again it's not about you if you're the person if you're not the person that's being talked about if you don't consider yourself part of the group that's being talked about that then instead of being like no but that's not me instead of be like pat yourself on the back and say good for me i'm not like that you know yes <laughs> don't don't be hashtag yeah, not no. all men please please and please don't. you know again like it's it's not that hard to do the right things to to really truly be an ally in this situation you know to to really uh show people and so what i was going to say with the media the things that we complain about again i was reminded of when lewis gave his uh answer in the press conference about this which i thought was um very powerful and very good and similar to stuff he had said about the whole nelson pk thing already where it's like the time has come words are, it's enough words now. The time has come for action. And he, in this case, specifically yeah. addressed the fact that, oh, we did this, we raised this one thing, but that was, that was, that meant nothing, essentially. You know, we didn't, there was no money put towards any programs, any things, any, there was no greater effort made beyond just doing this uh, completely uh, meaningless, you know, it, it was, it was just to make pe the people, it was just to make themselves feel good. It was just to make, yeah, it's a little yeah, performative it's just, activism. It's like when you, you know, you you post something on your social media saying that you're, uh, you know, for whatever thing or group or issue, and you feel really good about yourself, and like you've shown people that you're a good person, and then you do nothing else really, and nothing to actually move this issue forward in your own personal or political life or whatever you know you can do, and and so I was really happy that Lewis is you know continuing to call that out, and this is something that. 
again i remember like we even t- i feel like we talked about this exact thing i was like we racist one or all this other, whatever what are they actually doing what is what is actually being done what is the the he did the hamilton commission there yeah. was the report what yeah as i say what's what is actually going on happening wouldn't it be cool if we had people you reporting what, on this one thing <laughs> i mean it would be great um i'm sure f1 won't allow that oh, but it's just yeah you know okay I mean, F1's an, an autocracy, yeah. not a democracy, yeah. so. So, okay, I'm I'm feeling myself, my blood pressure needs to come down a bit, uh, so uh, we should talk about, <laughs> we can talk about the race. Yeah, let's yeah, talk, let's about, talk the race, about the race. Um, it was a real. make us happier, right? I think. Well, it was I a mean, real a little snooze bit. fest, minus a yeah, couple DNFs. But, I mean, it wasn't too bad. There was that. It was I didn't okay. watch it live. Well, that, so I don't think that matters. I mean, I went. No, but I, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> doing it for me. Did you see the sprint or no? Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. I did also see the sprint. Um, well, other than I guess. I didn't. I just don't like this track very much. Yeah, to I don't be like that it's you. so short. I'm not a fan. Yeah, actually, for some reason, I felt like it was better mm. last year. No, I think, I don't know. I got to say it was, you know, there was the big exciting moment, like, for example, you know, where everyone was talking about that when it was like five cars all battling at the same time, you know, where this is really, yeah, like this is like the advertising, this is the iconic, you know, image of to say that, oh, these regulations are working because now you can have cars so close and um, fighting. You know, actually, I take back the snooze fest thing. It was a good thing. I mean, there was, yeah, there was a hell of a lot of stuff going on there. So, yeah, it was really good in that respect. And, I mean, even with, I mean, you know, we still had, we had the drama of, of Carlos becoming a almost a shish kebab out there. Uh, that yeah. was bad, yeah. Well, I said snooze fest despite a couple <laughs> yeah. of DNFs. I mean, so can I just say, also not a uh, really, um, not a standout moment once again for the Austrian Grand Prix with those marshals kind of just, like, standing around. <laughs> While the car is on fire. Yeah. I was like, are you going to uh, get him out? I mean, like, that, what are we doing I, here? I watched it back because I wasn't sure if I was being, like, maybe there was something I was missing. But I watched that part again just to see. And, like, I do understand that at one point they were like, oh, it's still rolling back. Like, we can't. But then there were, like, three or four, three of them at least. They were just, like, standing there. I was like, guys, the, the car's on fire. You know? Like, this is actually what you're here to do. You know? <laughs> like... Get him out. <laughs> At least, like, do something. Like, that's, that's this is your whole role here. Um, so that was not great. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, oh, God, I felt so bad for Carlos. I felt so bad for him. He seemed to take it really well. But, I mean, I guess they always do that. But still, I mean, I, uh, yeah. but I guess it was, um, uh, you know, I mean, he, <laughs> I guess he, maybe he's starting to be like, well, I drive for Ferrari. The car could blow up at any moment. You know, maybe <laughs> it really could. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, I feel, but it's like it sort of is funny because it's like they really they built a fast car. But but the engine is just, you know, just just it, it's fast. <laughs> like something just didn't go quite so right, because, I mean, you know, Red Bull, of course, had all their issues, too, but they seem to have gotten things at least somewhat under control at least or 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 largely under control yeah i don't know who knows i mean it could be it it could could, blow up next week they've had a bad better track record you'd you'd have to uh say with in terms of that they suffered really badly in the beginning and then they kind of did seem to put ferrari as far as i know nothing i've read or seen or heard would lead me to believe that they actually even know what the problems are uh, or at least not all the, you know. That's not surprising <laughs> right. to me because I have no confidence in any of those clowns. Like, none. Like, at this point, they really should just get, they should call the Vatican and, like, throw some holy water in the engine, like, instead of gas. Maybe, maybe and, like, that would send help. it. That would help, yeah. You know? I, I, I'm I don't saying know. you guys are in Italy. The Pope, he's right there. Give him a call. I think it could be worthwhile because, I mean, you know, at this point, you got to try anything, right? Like, 
Yeah, in the name of the Father, <laughs> the Son, and Enzo Ferrari. Like, I, you know, you, get that thing done. I'd say that's as good an idea as any that they're going to have at Marinello. Like, go for it, guys. Because, yeah, um, it's it's just, it's heartbreak yeah. every other week or, you know, whatever. So it's uh, because, you know, it could have been better for Charles, too, if Carlos could have got come in second, take more points off Max. And now, yeah. um, you know, Max. he got... Well, and also, too, like, just speaking of Charles, um, I feel like, you know, he's just been on fire this year, and most of the times that there's been a problem, it's been, been mechanical. Or strategy. Despite. Yeah. Or strategy. It's been, yeah, it's been yeah, not it him. him. It was only Despite, him that Despite, I think one there was only, like, Imola, one. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yes, in Imola, thank you. And I was, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. I yeah. Mean, you're not no. going to be 100%. Um, yeah, and and so it's it's like I mean I gotta I gotta hand it to him I uh, there have been times this season I wasn't sure if he's really like fully world championship material. Obviously, we know he's extremely fast. He's you know he he's good at all the things that mm-hmm. he's supposed to be good at in the car. But I wasn't sure. Well, maybe not all the things because he did let them get away with some of those strategy things, or maybe he could have been like. He does sometimes yeah, drive into yeah. other people, but but he hasn't th- uh, really this season. So doesn't no, mean he can't not, do it next not. week. But, uh, but so far, so good. And, uh, you know, because now I think, I mean, hopefully the idea is that he's got a, um, you know, he knows he's in the championship fight and you can't do crazy things, which is something else we'll get to here yeah. in a minute, I feel like, with Max. Um, because I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, he, uh, but I'm starting to think that, that Charles got what it takes. You know, I mean, I yeah, totally I, I feel like takes. it's I mean, I've only it's only taken me like a little to come around because I've I feel, I feel like he does still maybe trust. We don't know for sure. We'd have to see another situation where maybe the team wants to do something dumb uh, and, and he uh, overrules them uh, until then. I will say that he probably trusts the team too much, but I do think that he is getting to the point where he doesn't have any more fucks left to give, like where he's like, you know, you can sort of tell. I feel like, well, Max is yeah. about to run away with it, so he needs yeah. to make some moves. Yeah, so hopefully basically. he's going to get a little... Yeah, or right. drive away with it, excuse me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're, so on the flip side, we have Max, who, you know, I mean, I feel like this needs to be talked about. Like, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that he's, um, you know, first there was the talk, all the talk earlier on and all the way leading up to whenever that he's racing Charles so much differently than he raced Lewis. Uh, that uh, and now there's this people are like you know in the race in Austria where he like put up like almost no defense a lot of the time and yeah you can say there was a tire differential but like still like you know people are like Max Verstappen not putting up a defense like what you know it just seems wrong and and you know I'm just gonna come out and say it a lot of people are say I do think there's been an element of of course there's an element of once you quote-unquote win a world championship whatever he considers it a legitimate championship so we'll uh say it that way um you know that there's some pressure taken off and now you're you know you feel like oh i'm a world champion now so everything else is uh gravy or or, icing on the cake whatever um and uh, so there's less desperation maybe you know you could say to to win that championship he seemed so calm but i got like i feel like nobody wants to say this everyone tiptoes around it I'm just going to come out and say it. He doesn't respect Lewis. He does have some respect for Charles. Like, I don't think he ultimately. Oh, no, that's absolutely I don't absolutely think he ultimately really respects absolutely. anyone too, too much. But with Charles, he has like some. I wouldn't. Maybe respect isn't even the right word. Maybe the right word is that he knows that like he, he kind of um, because they're of a similar age and because they raced. Uh, in the junior categories together and all this other stuff that he is familiar with him. He understands him more because Charles is more of a basic prototypical, you know, racing driver. Yes, he like plays the piano and he does other, but but mostly he's like, you know, your, your basic uh, typical racing driver guy. Yeah. Right. Whereas Lewis, uh, you know, wears all these clothes and he uh, wears a lot of jewelry as we've constantly well- been. I don't even I don't even think it's that because I think that's more of a newer development with Lewis like he was your basic racing yeah, at first, guy yeah. up until yeah. fairly recently. I I think it's that Max 
actually views everybody beneath him and that Lewis is the only one that he it's not that he views him as the same as like an equal but he's the only one that can best him and that really pisses him off I don't know but he Um, he knows because he feels he feels entitled to that that crown that you know, yeah, but he knows Charles can best him also, and he um, has and it, at sometimes the you know the, the the victories he's taken. I I don't even think I don't know. I don't know if I don't think I don't think Charles is as fast as Max. Well, it's hard to say, of course. You know, as as it is with any drive. Dr- I mean, I think I think Charles is a more complete driver yeah, than think Max, but I don't think I that's do what think Max cares about. Racecraft personally, better kind of. Yeah. I mean, Max no. does not have racecraft. <laughs> Max, just is, fast. Max is really good at uh, being on pole, driving off into the distance, and that's it. Like, yeah. And yeah. That's, 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 that is a yeah. way to win a race, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, but I genuinely, like, I just want people to admit he does not respect Lewis. Like, there's, there's no, there's no, no he mystery here, people. There's no big mystery here. You can say that all these other things are factors, yes, but I really do think that if Lewis was a different type of person, maybe a person of a different color, if he was white. maybe a per- whatever, like, again, these things could be subconscious, but they could be there. I don't know for a fact, but we do know that Max's father, who, of course, had a lot to do with his upbringing, has said uh, really uh, gross things. Um, and, and so has uh, Helmut Marco, who's, of course, a uh, major influence in Max's career and life and all the. So, I mean, while I don't think, you know, you can never really know what's in someone's heart and soul or whatever. But when people are. Oh, yeah. And and, and also, too, you know, Max's girlfriend is exactly. Kelly PK. <laughs> and that's not to say, I mean, there are plenty of people who have racist parents who are not. Yeah, racist. but then they would but say it. They would it say does it. Seem like, I feel like, you know, yeah. I get that. I mean, that's something that did really bother me about that whole thing, too. Like, where people were like, you know, oh, of course, what's, what do you expect him to say? It's, it's his girlfriend's dad. Well, I expect you to still... I expect him to say, I'm disgusted yeah, like that by that's his not actions. Okay, and I, that doesn't represent me. Uh, I'm know. embarrassed to be yeah. associated I mean, with that. I think we all know what's really going on here. Like, I feel like people... Everybody... That's the other thing, is that people who... Uh, most of the time, white people, men, other people, whatever, you know, are, are wanting to give everyone else who's like them the benefit of the doubt because they want to be given the benefit of the doubt because maybe they and this is something I've talked to a lot of people about, like everyone's at some point either told maybe some off color joke, laughed at an off color joke, made it, you know, if somebody made a comment, you didn't say anything or if you've had thoughts you know, that, that weren't exactly, you know, that, that were, you know, kind of racist thoughts or things that even if it's a passing thing, even if you have a, you know, let's say a new person starts at your job who's black and you're like, oh, I wonder if they got the job because they're black, not because they're qualified, you know, and it may not be like some big thing, but we all have, and people want to be given the benefit of the doubt. People want to believe that they're a good person. And so you want to believe, especially as a white person, especially often as a man or as whatever, that, that all these other people who look like you and who are like you are also good people. Because if you admit that they might not be good people, that they might be racist or misogynist or whatever, then it's possible that you are too. It's okay. Because guess what? Like, unlike being born black, if you're a racist or misogynist or other things, that's something you can change. <laughs> <laughs> like that is something exactly. you can change and you c- you can just you not can be unlearn those, things. those things you can train yourself to not i mean i'm just telling you i'm i'm here to tell people that i understand the struggle and that it is real and that it, it can be difficult uh to have these feelings and to have this you know kind of uh going through your mind that oh maybe i'm not a good person maybe i've had you know uh, that I'm I'm participating in in something um, that is racist or misogynist, even if I'm not directly doing the thing, but that I'm supporting it or I'm perpetuating it or whatever. But like you can you can choose to change that. And anyway, so Max, you know I. Uh, I, I wish people would just say it like he obviously just does not respect Lewis. Like I have seen now that there have been some people or maybe it was I think, again, it might have been our favorite commentator, Will Buxton, who was still like, well, these two still don't like each other or whatever, like how they're, you know, they're 
pretty much ignoring each other in the cool down room. There's no, yeah. you know, there's no they whatever. They don't like each other. And, and that's I'm like, okay. And, and people seem to lament that sort of thing or that somebody was, I saw somebody being like, oh, isn't it sweet how like Max and Charles are so uh, cordial and so friendly and so nice, even though they're, you know, the top two title contenders and how it's so great. And I'm like, listen, I... I you're, I feel like there's the implication, even if people don't directly say it, that um, that Lewis should somehow be nicer that, or that Max should also maybe be nicer. People think, you know, I don't know. But it's like you don't people don't have to be nice to people who like, can you imagine? Like, I, I would not want to be nice to like my coworker who you don't have to be. No, you don't have to be nice to anybody. You don't yeah, want to be mean, nice that's to not, just simple. It's it really is. as simple it as is. that. It's like like. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it just I, I get very irritated when I hear things like that, because it's like it always seems to fall on Lewis. I feel like more so that because he's expected to be the gracious one and the 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 adult in the room. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, but I'm like, nah, no, I loved it th- when he ignored him. I love that neither of them, I think, sprayed a drop of champagne on each other or on, the, you know, that things like. I'm like I I love all that. Yeah. I'm like that's well, right. Like go what, who would there there are plenty there are plenty of of athletes who don't like yeah, each other. It's not the end of the world. It's okay. Literally like Derek Jeter and A Rod yeah. don't like each other, and they played on the Yankees together and won a crap ton I of mean, the World exactly. Series. Michael Jordan don't Scottie speak Pippen anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So yeah, like the greatest and NBA team and of all time. Played even on the same and I'm not just team. saying this as a Bulls yeah. fan. Um, but the greatest NBA team of all time, the ninety the nineties Bulls. You know, two of the most important players on the team hate each other. They yeah. do not like each other. Yeah. But yet they were able yeah. to get it done. And, this, and here so, we're talking about you know these aren't and of course there've been plenty of teammates in Formula One that don't like each other either and no one really um no one really necessarily makes a big issue out of it like like I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, there's always been now, well, while there was this great hope that like Lando and Danny would become like great pals, of course they haven't. And not that they hate each other or anything, but it's like, you know, there's definitely always like this. But no one seems to have really an issue with that. It's something it's supposed to be like when you're competing against someone that you're supposed to be really, really nice to them for some reason. It's like that that makes the least sense I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah, nice if people uh, are uh, more for whatever, but it's also OK if they're not. Um, so yeah, stop, stop saying stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was not to keep harping on this, but I just had another thought about people not liking each other is, um, there are two golfers recently who were mm. having a beef. They were beefing Brooks Kepka and I Bryson didn't even know Shano, that happened in golf. We actually both <laughs> left. Yes. They actually both left the PGA oh, tour no. and joined, um, yeah, the LIV right. tour, whatever it's called. Um, but regardless, my point is, is that you don't no. have to like each other. It is it's fine. fine. Okay. They don't have to be nice to each other yeah. if they don't want to be. It's uh, it's just like imposed. Like, I, I feel like this is another British thing, sort of, too. It's very like it's weird. Very British. It's very weird. <laughs> it is. Like, you, you keep it yeah. civil. Blah, blah, blah. But I think no it's, it's really uncivil, only like. You know, I mean, it's like. It's not like, you know, there's No, I don't I don't get it. it it's, it's just weird. weird. Um I uh meanwhile I have to just say that uh before we get into we've already uh we're gonna need to wrap up soon, but I, I did wanna mention that okay, so I don't know if you're ready to hear this, El, but you know how you you like Fernando Alonso, you're, you know, a fan of his, you might say. Right? You're yeah. Ironically, yes. Um and I have heretofore you know not been and and have disliked him strongly yes I'm, i <laughs> i have to say after he drove by yuki Sonoda and wagged his finger at him with two wheels on the grass overtaking this guy on the freaking grass while with only one hand on the wheel waving his finger at him like young whippersnapper you are in trouble i kind of i kind of love him for that i don't know how long this will last you know but i i want to say that that was iconic to i was listening to um the ringer f1 podcast and 
Kevin compared to him to the that basketball uh-huh. player Matumbo, who like slams the ball down and is like not today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what Fernando said. And I was like, yes. not today, Yuki. <laughs> and he was just like, like the finger wagging. I mean, like as someone who like I'm Fernando's age, okay. So like I think that's why to me it was like very very. It felt like, like I I can relate to that, you know because and i can relate to these other mm-hmm. drivers that i feel like uh you were you know like poor seb was like complaining on the radio saying like what am i supposed to do with these clowns you know he was talking about seb is generally yeah i mean right, and he's though. also a very chill guy like i feel like for him to like be complaining like that much about other drivers it's i would not call well, him chill. i mean nowadays maybe we would say, oh i mean even now i guess he's not fully but but you know what i mean like he's he's mellowed a lot since when he was you know in the in the red bull era you know and so um cause he's older and has kids and all that you know and so he's but i still mm. so like i feel like that that's not typical from him like he's not usually uh i've never I, i've not often heard him oh he says he he says yeah, some yeah, snarky shit but i like i feel time. like i feel like where it's very very common with a lot of other drivers where they're like what an idiot or what was he thinking you know like i feel like Seb doesn't usually do that, but he's like, oh, these clowns. And, like, Alonzo wagging his finger at Yuki. And, I mean, Lewis, too, was saying things about, um, I think he might have been specifically possibly talking about Pierre Gasly, who was a whole conversation that, uh, yeah, um, where he was like, I don't know what these drivers are thinking. Like, <laughs> he was amusing multiple. Like, he was, uh, I feel like, saying that about multiple drivers. So, yeah, the olds on the grid are, are have had it with the young whippersnappers. They're done. They, they need you to get off their lawn, or I guess in Fernando's case, he got on the lawn in order to, <laughs> to get off to the pass track. Yuki. I mean, I- icon, like it's for people that don't know, like it's, it's usually uh, very uh, scary, bad, dangerous, whatever to get onto the grass in an F1 car. You could very, very easily lose the car in that situation um, because the grass is not tarmac and it's not. <laughs> Fernando Alonso does not give a single. No, he does not. F. He does not. He just he's and with one hand. <laughs> I mean, obviously he didn't wag his finger the whole time he was going by, but it was quite a lot of wagging. It was quite a lot. And I was here for it. I'm going to probably start disliking him again very soon. But for the time being, that was amazing. I mean, I was I was just like. Like, if I were Yuki, I don't know how I'd recover from that. <laughs> well, since that was your moment of the week, why don't we yes, get to the of the week less. then? Um, okay, so uh, this week's uh, Tweet of the Week winner is, uh, uh, I think it's, I think you would say M.E. Kelly or however you, um, oh yeah, it's uh, Mags, uh, but anyway, but her Twitter is M.E. Kelly 66, and uh yeah, me Kelly sixty six, and uh, so she had a great and fantastic response to us posting. If you didn't see the Roscoe cam from this was in Silverstone, I think. Um, yeah, it wasn't Silverstone because mm-hmm. Bono was there and he wasn't there actually in Austria. I was very worried about that for a while there. I was like, oh no, but it was okay. Um, <laughs> but um, Roscoe cam was amazing. Like they mounted like cameras on Roscoe Lewis's dog and you know they made these videos and it's just adorable like he comes and like sits by Bono and they put headphones on him and all the you know and he's just he, or he's walking around the paddock with Lewis. It's just super cute. Um and uh so we were like Roscoe cam was the best thing to happen to Formula 1. Can we get an amen? And um Emmy Kelly 66 replied that which we fully agree. She said, petition Sky to let Roscoe do the celeb interviews instead of Martin Brundle. A better Please. idea has never been had. Can you yes. imagine the cuteness and the, the how fantastic that would be? Like I I would be I wanna get rid of the good walks <laughs> yeah. in general, but I would watch that. I would watch Yeah, yeah. Martin, I'm sorry, but there's a much I'm not. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sorry either. <laughs> I do really appreciate his race commentary. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at, Martin. You know? I like the race commentary yeah, from stick, Crofty, stick too. Stick to your strengths. I don't like the grid walk. Stick to what you're good at. He's very good at that stuff as a former driver. Not all former drivers are good at it, I will say. Some are much, yeah. much, 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 much Actually, though, I have 
to say, I did watch some clips of the Channel mm-hmm. 4 team. Oh, oh great. yeah, yeah. I've heard they're really good. Mark yeah, Webber? I've heard, I've awesome. heard that. I've heard that. I'm like, give me some of that. Get rid of yeah. this guy. Yeah, seriously. Crap. I know, give me right, Channel 4. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. I think they're, um, I could be wrong, but they might be available. I'm not sure. I could be wrong about this. So I remember once one time being told that, like, one of those other, com- that it's uh, it's available on, like, over here on Sirius or there's some other. But then I'm like, that's that's too complicated. How am I going to, like, sync it up to, to the, no. I'm like, that's, I'm not going to be able to figure that out. But, uh, but yeah, but Roscoe doing the grid walk, I think, should definitely happen. You can have the Roscoe cam on there. You know, you can see, you won't necessarily be able to see the celebrities' faces, but you'll be able to see their shoes That's and fine. pants, possibly. Honestly, yeah, even better. Yeah, which, you know, are probably going to be really nice uh, for people who are, uh, you know, celebrities. We'll have nice shoes and nice pants, and we can get a good look at them. Um, so it'll, it'll, everybody will win. Uh, people that love dogs, people that love fashion, uh, etc. And, and no more awkward questions from, <laughs> from... <laughs> No more. Um, I just did that because I yeah, can. I mean, God, he really, uh, he really leaned into Ugh, that too. He yikes. and I'm like, no, no, Martin, no, no. That is that, that was is that not was it. not a good that look for you. Um, so okay, uh, as always, much much more to talk about in the future, perhaps. But for now, uh, we will say bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love, and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. It is produced by myself and Ellen, and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race.